Hi, I'm Hallie, and I'm here to welcome you to The Odd Life, that's spelled A-W-E-D, which stands for Awake, Well, and Empowered. You see, I feel that women who are living odd have such important stories that need to be heard so they can inspire us to find our own oddness. I want this to be a space where you come to laugh, cry, feel inspired, and most of all, feel more connected to yourself and the women in this odd life community. I'll be talking with women who are practitioners, authors, experts, entrepreneurs, creatives, coaches, philanthropists, and so many more, as well as doing solo casts to bring you what you need when you need it. No matter where you are on your journey in this life, why not go through it odd AF? Again, I'm your host, Hallie, and this is the Odd Life Podcast. Hello, my friends. How are we? I'm well. Thank you for asking. Uh, I just want to say thank you really fast. So let's start this off real, get this out of the way. I just want to say thank you so very much for all the sweet messages and notes and texts and emails and wherever you sent me a note to tell me that you were either proud of me for starting a podcast or you loved episode one and why. Those words meant so much and they're very encouraging and they're very um, humbling, but also very supportive. And I just want to say thank you. You didn't have to do that. You took the time to tell me and it means the world. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So now here we are episode two. And today I have a guest for you. Her name is Jen Suzuki. Jen is a functional medicine practitioner. That is a very broad term for kind of all the things that she does. But Jen has a great story. She has a healing story that I think is super important to hear. She shares with us kind of where she started what was going on in her life when she was at her lowest of low with her health and how she really approached her health as a way to back to herself, honestly, back to her intuition, her gut, her gut feeling, listening to her own instincts. And she had been given a lot of diagnoses and um, a plans and, and a path that didn't feel right for her. So she bucked the traditional Western medicine system and struck out on her own and followed her own path. And here she is today healed and now helping heal others, which I think is so fantastic. I kind of picture her being, you know, like the people that are climbing the mountain and then reach back and help the person behind them and lift them up. That's Jen. She's the one that's ahead a few paces and she's reaching back to help all of us. So I hope her story resonates, but also inspires I'm excited for this conversation. I look forward to hearing what you think. As always, you can leave me a message or, uh, you know, obviously rate and review the podcast when you're done. But um, let me know if it resonates with you, what you thought. I do have a Patreon page that you can join and we can have communication there in our community. And you can find all that in the show notes. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Ms. Jen Suzuki. Well, Jen, thank you so much for being here. I so appreciate it. I started to kind of follow on your, your journey. And I just was super intrigued by, as I think I identified with you healed um, some things, some chronic issues that you had mm-hmm. in your body. And I identified with that because I had some chronic things myself and yeah. I just like latched onto your story. And I'm just, I'm so thrilled for everyone to meet you. Uh, and I just want to get a quick little, um, a bio, if you could, sure. uh, and who you are and kind of just your baseline of 
who you are and what you do these days. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start broad and then we'll, we'll narrow it down. I'm a functional energy medicine practitioner, or simply put, I'm a holistic nurse practitioner and I use functional medicine and energy as medicine to help you get to the root cause of your symptoms and then heal those symptoms. And I look at the work I do as a translator for the body. So when people come in with symptoms that, you know, Western medicine might say, we need to shut that voice up. We need to tell the body to be quiet, band-aid over it. I help you understand what is your body trying to tell you? How did we get here? And then what can we do about it? And then the work that I do is using food as medicine, using energy as medicine and helping people see that their bodies aren't broken, that having a highly sensitive body, having a sensitive nervous system, having a body that requires the best fuel, like a Lamborghini, you know, versus a old broke down car is, is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love when you say that, cause I think it's, it's so important to look at like your, you kind of mentioned your body already knows how to heal itself. And I want to dive into that here in a little bit, but I, I think that's such a th huge part of living awake is understanding your body and, and understanding the, um, what it already is capable of doing and waking up to all that and kind of shutting down kind of all we've been taught and told, you know, from our conditioning, I guess, in society, you know? Um, and so I, I guess I want to start real quick with, let's give everybody a background of your healing story. Like what was, you know, the, the, the crux of, you know, your issues, give us your symptoms, kind of what you were dealing with. And then the starting point to where you're at now? Sure. So I had over eight different chronic autoimmune conditions. Hashimoto's mm -hmm. was my first um, autoimmune thyroiditis. My first diagnosis led into endometriosis, PCOS, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, early um, arthritis, brain fog, and then we're getting into symptoms like eczema. Um, just really, really quickly, my body started to go downhill. And it started really with a, when I was early in college, like sophomore year in college, I noticed that I was getting really, really tired. I was having trouble getting out of bed and I was having trouble making it to the gym and the class. And I thought, oh my gosh, if I'm going to go to nursing school, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I went to the endocrinologist and he said, well, we can take your thyroid out and your uterus, but maybe you want to have a kid first and then you can come back and we can do these surgeries. And I was like, no way. There's no way. That was the first, like, this is what we're going to do. Like yeah. that was the go-to rather and, than like the last resort. Yes. Wow. And, and my labs weren't even, he was like, your labs are normal, but this will be a problem eventually. And so I, I didn't want medication, but I wasn't, I always tell people who are like coming from the Western medicine world or just kind of peeking in at this, this natural way of healing and awakening. I didn't even own an essential oil. Like I was your Western medicine gal through and through. And I was like, what in the world? No way. So I didn't go back. And then over the course of the next, I was 20 years old at that time. So over the course of the next five to six years, my body slowly had this storm brewing underneath. And when I was 25, my body just completely collapsed. And then by the time I was 26, I was bedridden, sick, unable to work. Um, I had I worked in a level four trauma center NICU at Children's Mercy, had a really great job, tried to step it down being at a birth center. And I just... I was flat on my back and I was started seeing functional medicine and they really helped me up into a certain point. They helped me with a diagnosis. They ran a TPO. So anyone with thyroid um, 
disease would know what I'm talking about. But basically, they took the labs that the endocrinologist should have ran and ran them and gave me validation and a word to put to how I was feeling. And they said, uh, they were a chiropractor, and, and they said, you know, I can't diagnose you by law, but I can tell you what you have. And you have Hashimoto's. And so they got me on a pretty good path, got me off gluten, got me off dairy. And then quickly after that, the, the path that I was on turned to be not productive. And I was, for me, this was not working. I was doing a keto diet and these heavy parasite cleanses, and I was getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And it just came to a, a spiritual moment and a, a speaking from my soul that was like, fire everyone and just stop. And I had no idea. I was like, well, if I let go of the endocrinologist, the functional medicine practitioner, and throw away all these supplements that I was spending more than my mortgage on a month, like, what am I going to do? And I didn't know. And I just, I had to come to that place of co- complete surrender at rock bottom. So I did. And it was about an eighth month process of just trying to get back on my feet, going into incredible amounts of debt. And I just sat there and I waited for a word every day or a direction. And I started experimenting with food. I, I really wasn't, my physical body was in so much chaos that I wasn't at that point able to tap into my emotional body and my spirit. So I was really just focused on the physical healing. And that's what I focused on. And my symptomless program that I lead people through now is what, you know, with all the schooling and accredit, um, accreditations and fancy letters, is like what I learned when I was trying to heal myself. And I just found that there's so much misinformation out there, even from the experts. And my radar really became what was ego-led and what was spirit-led. And that's just my compass. And there's there's plenty of functional medicine programs that work for people. But I found with this highly sensitive population these really super souls, as I like to call them, we just need something different. And the run of the mill, take these supplements and cut out gluten just isn't going to do it for us. And so, and then through my journey, so the, I went through the physical healing, mostly with nutrition. And I got, I'd say about 80% better, 65% on my worst day. And then I came across energy healing. And that's a story in itself. I didn't see anyone. My journey is unique in that I feel like the spirit has just brought these things through me and that's how I've uncovered them and healed. But I was having these healer healer circles at my house because I wanted to learn from other chiropractors or energy healers or um, spiritual people or or medical people and and just my friend group. Kind of like a mastermind you put together. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Got it. We were gathered at my house and one of the gals there, she was very intuitive and she said, she looked at me and she was like, I think you're supposed to be doing this energy healing work. And I said, I don't even know what to do. She goes, well, why don't you try? So my friend, another friend um, was there. And it was funny because that week I had bought a massage table and I had no idea. I was like, I bought it from my yoga teacher and she was getting rid of it. I go, she goes, what are you going to use it for? And I said, I have no idea, but my spirit is telling me I need to buy this and I need to put it in my office. So I did. And I had it there and I just took one of my friends to the office as we gathered and I asked him to lay down and I touched his feet and I got information and then I um, just felt like through my breath to give him, give him healing and the, what the message that came through, he said it was spot on and it really helped him work through something he was going through with his dad. And after that, I was like, okay, I'm open, but I didn't start. I just, I remember clients would come to see me and I'd sit on my hands because they would start to like get hot. 
<laughs> and um, yeah, that's that's really how it all started. And then how I got here is just the surrendering and the allowing in the process. Yeah. So tell me, so that's a big jump going from a function like that, like the functional Western medicine viewpoint of things. And I know you've had, like you said, it was like five or six years of this process. Um, Mm -hmm. But was there something that was like a moment or something you've read or a person you kind of identified with, or was it something that Mm -hmm. like, was like, okay, the shift, I need to shift because this no longer aligns with me. Like, where was that a misalignment moment for you? Sure. So, you know, it came down to really, I, was, I knew Western medicine wasn't going to do it mm-hmm. for me. And then in functional medicine, I'm like, why am I spending all this money and not getting better? And they were telling me, oh, to be another year or two for you on this journey. And that just didn't resonate mm-hmm. with me. I didn't even know what the word resonance was then, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) but I knew I was like, that just doesn't make sense. And it was like, I was having to force myself to believe that this was going to work when my spirit and my body were like, it's not. So the thought came up. I was like, if people heal their bodies from cancer using food, I'm not dying, but I feel like I'm dying. Mm -hmm. Why couldn't I do the same? So I just started a ton of research. I remember looking at like Chris Wink's um, book, Chris Beat Cancer. I remember reading um, Integrative Medicine by David Rakel. I remember looking at Nutritional Therapy. I'm looking at these books over here um, by Gabby and then the Medical Medium books. And I was like, why are people not talking about this? I can heal myself with food. And everything that I've been told about food is not right for my body. Mm -hmm. And so the, that was really the moment of, of experimenting and surrender. And I was thoroughly convinced. I was you know, eating a keto diet and feeling miserable. And I thought, surely if I go back, I was like, okay, I'm going to go back paleo. And I, I worked through all these things. I was like, surely the way that I'm being taught to eat, um, I don't follow any one diet now, yeah. but it's mostly plant-based. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be diabetic and I'm going to lose all my muscle mass. And I was a CrossFit athlete and a college athlete and... I just had this, every day it was a surrender and I thought, well, I can't get any worse. And if I do, it wouldn't make much of a difference. So I just started experimenting. Yeah. And what did that look like? So the experimentation, you said mostly plant-based. I know kind of, I know roughly from watching you on social media, kind of what you do on a daily basis, but give us an idea of what that looks like for you. So healing with food Mm -hmm. and whatnot, what did that, what did that shift into? Well, I was listening. So some of the people that um, I really resonate and am in a community with now I was watching them and they had healed from chronic illness and they were drinking this pure celery juice. And I was like, I remember pulling out my stuff from a juicer. I had a juicer from when I was in college that I got as a birthday gift for really a hangover tool. <laughs> and I remember, nice. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, I've come a long ways. Yeah. Ditto, um, sister. <laughs> yeah, I remember like the days though that I juiced in college, I felt so good. So I, I was like, well, I'm going to get the juicer back out. And, um, but all these people were drinking this pure celery juice that I really looked up to. And I remember looking at my juicer and trying to put that pure celery through. And I said, I'll keep all eight of these conditions. I am so, I cannot drink this stuff. But then eventually I did. And I was like, wow, I'm, st- I'm feeling a shift. What I want to say on that is my external got a lot worse. I physically looked way worse. Yeah. My eczema was oozing. I was more tired. My I had the post-nasal drip. Like things were getting worse. But on the inside, I can just explain it as like my light started to flicker on. Mm. Like something was shifting. Sure. So then 
I started with a morning routine. I found things that worked for me in the morning, juicing, lemon water, fruit smoothies. And then, but I was still keeping my keto regimen for the rest of the day. And I thought, you know what? I started to feel like just heavy and tired after my morning routine. So I was like, well, what if I change up my lunch? Mm-hmm. And then what? And I just started experimenting. And it took me a good two years, I feel like, to really figure it out and to really get the the information, the nutrition, the literature, the and just the the protocols down. And then when I hit that sweet spot for my body, it was like I healed in six weeks. Wow. That- it just was like. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. That's what my cells said. And that's the hardest part to think about this process is it takes experimentation. It takes time. And we all want that quick fix. I know I was the same way. Um, but it's 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 worth and it, like you said, and too, is that you're not necessarily um you're not like somebody else. So what works for you may not work for somebody else. And that's the hardest part. I think mm-hmm. everyone wants to like just plug into something and it's not that yeah. easy. I think we have to really get to know ourselves and take the time to start tweaking and trying this and trying that and, and really figuring out you. Cause we're also like, we and it's go ahead. Yeah. It's an ascension process mm-hmm. that I see it as like you're starting, you know, coming from, this is any old person like standard American. And then you get into the kind of, like the the healthy like gym rat diet of like turkey and yeah. and broccoli, which is great, and then you step into another level for you and another level, and then you can get into fasting and like it's just, but you can't expect to get there in just one in one night yeah. in one step, yeah. and it's yeah, it's going to take a lot of surrender and a lot of noticing like what your ego wants versus what your spirit wants. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that shift for you was just more of. Um, this is no longer working and I need to figure out what, what is going to work for me. And it's that being open that really helped change things for you. So this healing process. So you had been, like you said, in trauma and NICU nurse doing these things. You shifted. This happens. This healing process happens. Mm-hmm. Like what does this do to the trajectory of your life? Like all of a sudden, like how does this change things for you? <laughs> I was so confused. Yeah, I was at the time that I had to just dissolve all my plans, I was in school to be a nurse midwife. I wanted to catch babies. Mm-hmm. And I liked natural birth, but I was like, I think there's the best of both worlds. So I just, I stopped that and I decided I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know, you know, I was in a serious relationship then and with a different person than I am now. And I was just like, well, maybe I'll just support them and like, it's so interesting that my body was just telling me the whole time what needed to happen. And I was like, I don't know if I can trust that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just, I had to, I had to dissolve my plans for a while and not know and being in the not knowing is a really fruitful place. And from there I, you know, so I got stronger. I went back to work as a lactation consultant in the NICU. I was doing some doula stuff on the side. And I, I thought it's funny how for me, the way that, the universe speaks to me is it, somebody will say something and then I'll hear it three more times yes. from three different people. Yes. Um, I'm a responder in, in my human design. And so that I've seen that to be playing out and people said, you should write, you should start a blog. And I knew that I wanted to start a blog and I just, I needed that, that extra push. So after enough prompting, mm-hmm. started the blog, kicked it off with a couple of posts and it got 
popular very quickly and people at work were talking about it or friends would talk about it. And soon after that, people started emailing me and asking me if I took clients. And that wasn't my plan. I My only goal for the blog is I didn't want people to be sick like I was. Sure. And I thought I would just probably work a regular nurse practitioner job. At this point, I knew I'd probably just get my family practice because I didn't want to work nights as a nurse midwife. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, well, I'll just, you know, have a regular old job. And, and this will be kind of my side passion that I help people with. And within really three months, I was, I left my job. Wow. And, did, and started this full time. I will say, though, that was on a leap of faith. I did not have all the clients lined up. And I mean, I literally was living paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm, at the time. Mm-hmm. And it just was like, God's voice in my heart was like, you got to go you got to make the jump. And so I did it and it was terrifying and incredibly liberating. And, you know, three years later, it was the best decision I made. I bet. I bet. Well, looking at what you're at, like, and just how you're glowing and just how you seem so alive in your life and what you do. And just like, this was meant for you. I just, you get that from being around you. Now I want to back up for a second because your family, I'm sure has watched this transition, watched this all happen. (laughs) What did your yeah. family say? What were the, what was their reaction to you giving up kind of Western medicine and, and turning this direction? I mean, I know <laughs> being from the Midwest, we're the Midwest girls. Like, it's not the easiest sometimes to be here no with older parents, way. right? All right, tell me the story about that. Yeah. So, and then we can get to where my dad's at now. But so, my dad's a um, research veterinarian, and your typical Midwest guy, like conservative and just like what you would think of someone in the Midwest, like that's my dad. And he was like, you need to go see a real doctor. That was what his, his feedback was. And I was like, dad, I'm going to heal. I believe it. And he's like, I don't know. I'm really worried about you. And then, you know, it's family dinners, Thanksgiving dinners. And my dad's specialty in veterinary medicine is dairy cattle. Mm. And he really loves dairy cattle farmers and, you know, supports them. And then my mom's side, they farmed wheat. So here I am like, oh, I don't eat the two two (laughs) things things that, you know, has like been our livelihood as a family. They just didn't really know what to think of me. My mom was concerned, but very supportive. She's like, whatever you think you need to do, Mm -hmm. um, let me know how to help. And, and so she's like, but I, She's like, I've never seen you this sick and I'm really, really concerned. So they they weren't so sure. And then as I healed, they were like, wow. And my dad just kind of kept himself. Didn't, he still didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. I don't think he understood it. Sure, sure. But oh, did he? He has been given the chance to understand it. And then yeah. my mom and my sister made changes. And sure enough, we ran my mom's blood work a couple years later and she had similar conditions and we got her straightened out and she's doing great. So Awesome. They just, they didn't know what to think for a while Yeah. until they, until it applied to them. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that's kind of the, the, the problem, and it's a problem, but sometimes like the support system, they just don't get it until they have their, a need and they have gotten to that place where you were. Um, it's really hard and it's hard to pursue something sometimes too, when you don't have that support system around you, you don't have people to get you. Yes. And how did like... Did you look then for outside people that did get you? Was that, was that helpful? Like, I feel like sometimes when you look oh at it, find a community that's out there that. Yes. So family's not there. Friends aren't there. You've got to find something else. Did you have that? And I, I felt so alone. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you brought this up. Like I had no one. And that was when I felt that my body was healing. This makes me cry every time. Mm-hmm. And I just asked God, I was like, 
why am I, why do I get to be healed? Cause I knew plenty of sick people, but I didn't know plenty of people that have healed. And I just felt the spirit say to me, because you're going to be faithful to help others. Mm. And I, that was like with the blog, my mission, I'm like, I don't want anyone to have to search for answers or feel alone. Like even if there's one other person. And so I had Instagram friends that didn't know I existed, but sure. <laughs> I sure yeah. knew they existed. Yeah. And I was watching them and I would listen to their videos or watch their journeys. And that, that was really my community, but I lost friends as in just friends didn't really know how to support me, handle me. So they just kind of backed off and like, well, she can never go out with us. Um, my relationship dissolved really because of the, my condition and looking Mm -hmm. back at like everything was in perfect alignment, but oh my gosh, I was devastated. Yeah. Um, it was, it was so hard and I felt so alone. So Mm -hmm. with community, that's something that I've created and want people to feel a part of, of like, when you're going through this, whether you're on level five or level one, like you have a place and you have a community to, to bond with and feel supported by. Yeah. I think that's huge. And, uh, you know, when you do make lifestyle changes, I don't know if you got this at all, but when you started to, like, if you were trying to still be with those friends that were part of your kind of old way of life, (laughs) you know, uh, judgment comments, Mm -hmm. like all all those kinds of things. Did you deal with all that? Like having to Yes. And my, um, functional medicine practitioner that had got me started on the journey was actually in my inner circle. Mm-hmm. And their the way that they viewed my body is I was saying the black sheep of functional medicine, because I think they've got some great things figured out in sure. functional medicine, but for every physical symptom, we have a spiritual root cause. And I just see it as spiritually and they just, they're, their helpful feedback was, Oh, something's still wrong with you. Your body's too sensitive. There's still parasites, pathogens, whatever. Yeah. And then you need to fix you, fix you, fix you, fix you so that you can live the way the rest of the world lives. And what I've come to discover is that nothing is wrong with my body. I feel so good 98% of the time. Mm. And instead I have a highly sensitive system that the body that holds a lot of light to do the work I'm here to do and just my body knows truth, like my intuition and, you know, anything from an energy healing session, a medium session to a leading, reading someone's blood work, my body knows truth. My body knows truth when I put it, put in, you know, in my mouth, my body knows truth when I'm around someone. And we can make, even in functional medicine, we can do this. We can make the body the problem when this is just how you're designed. And when I give my body what it needs, nothing's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. So that was really hard with friends and them thinking, no, 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 something, you're just, something's wrong with you. We need to fix you so you can be more like us. And I was really not, yeah. never meant to be like them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something I think I've, we've seen a lot of like the people that are not in your front row cheering you on, then they're not your people. And you've got to find those yeah. people that get you and support you no matter what you're doing. And I think that's such a huge part of a healing journey because if you don't have support, it does. It's so lonely and you feel just, you're just mm-hmm. this fish going upstream and everybody wants you to jump on their train rather than, you know, getting behind you, regardless of that doesn't have to be their story. I think this is where it's a struggle too, is just because I'm going through this and trying to heal, mm-hmm. you don't have to do any, I'm not forcing, I'm not trying to guilt you or to do anything yourself. I just need you to support me and mine. And if you can do yeah. that, then we're great. But if this is too hard for you or um, it, it makes you look at yourself a little bit. It kind of gives you a mirror and you don't like what you see. Like, I feel like that sometimes happens a lot too. And people that don't yeah. like 
mm-hmm. to see somebody else heal because then they realize I'm doing a lot of things that aren't working and I know that and I need to stop maybe. And I think it's mm-hmm. that resistance of seeing some truths, like you said, just it's, there's truths out there and it's, it's knowing that I believe that when you make these choices, it will change your life. And some people are just so resistant to that because they know mm-hmm. it's going to change their life. And yes, um, they have to let go of some old stuff. And why is that so hard to let go? Have you seen this with your like energy work? Yes. Like, why is it so hard to let go? Resist the amount of resistance that you have to beginning your healing journey, the next step on your healing journey, whatever it may be, is directly proportionate to the amount of power available to you on the other side. Mm-hmm. So when you're feeling incredible resistance around something. For me, it was that freaking celery juice. Yeah. <laughs> Once I started drinking it, oh, wait. I was like, oh my gosh, this yeah. is like changing my insides. Yeah. You know, now it's like things that I need to do in my business and I have so much resistance and a paradigm. It's a paradigm shift of like my nervous system has patterns. It doesn't want to change. But on the other side of this change is, is so much power available. And going back to the friendships, I see with clients that they're shifting and evolving and ascending so quickly. It's like their, their frequency doesn't have a rest stop. So they feel for a long time that they don't have friends because it's like, you're not even where you're going to land yet. So it's your soul's not, doesn't want you to settle in and, and build, build a super secure friend group. So you might feel alone for a while. I know I did. Yeah. I 100% get that. And I and it's interesting too. I don't know if you've seen this, but I feel like people pop into your life when you need them. I've had this happen multiple times. And uh and then it's like and they don't have to stay forever, but it's like they've come in at the right time and they've opened my eyes to something, introduced me to something, an idea, a book, uh, a you know, podcast, a, something, <laughs> yes, anything. Yeah. And then it swirls and swirls and I kind of go a different direction and then they may stick around, they may fade, but I feel like they were there for a reason to kind of open my eyes to something. And that's something that I've had to be okay with that. Cause I think I do feel that I want to latch on to some people. I want to find my people. And that's a great point you make, but like they may, you may not be where you're going to land yet. I think that's such a great, mm-hmm. like kind of visual, like you're still mm-hmm. on your journey. You're still on your path. Like, hang on, there's people along the way. And I think I understand that now because yeah. people have come and gone. It's almost like they come in from the sides, they kind of fade in, mm-hmm. introduce something. And I just keep moving forward and they did kind of recede back into the, you know, into yeah. the shadows a little bit. Um, love and and I am so grateful for everyone those experiences and those people but uh it's interesting you said that because I think that's kind of where I've I've really identified Mm -hmm. with that feeling quite a bit it's like we're backpackers yeah on our way to our forever home and we're just kind of setting up camp in some places and then we're gone yeah Um, that's so so awesome well thank you for introducing that I was like that's such a great visual um on how Mm -hmm. to see that and and making that feel okay rather than Mm -hmm. the the uh despondent or the Oh, I have mm-hmm. I have no friends. No one gets me. And looking at it from a different perspective, that's so healthy. Versus, mm-hmm. you know, I'm alone. Versus, I'm I'm not there yet. I think that's the so more great. We can be okay with the discomfort and the what we don't like about where we're at. The quicker we're going to get go mm-hmm. get where we're going. Yeah, and and be where we want to be. Makes sense. It's kind of like once you've let go of what you let go of expectations or let go of um, kind of outcome results and just embracing anything that could be possible. Um, I think when I started to let go of wanting to fix this so fast and so quickly and, and just fix, 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 um, 
and just open my arms to anything's possible or open my arms to just letting whatever happened happen, I felt such freedom in the in the process. And I'm still working through a lot of that letting go of I'm a very stubborn and impatient person sometimes. And so it comes, uh, God love the Taurus in me, but I feel like that I was is just sometimes. Say you must be a Taurus. <laughs> yeah. yeah I just is. want, you know, and there's no patience for sometimes. And I, I, and I think to my age, I just turned 50 this mm. year. And I think there's that, that ticking clock a little bit too mm. that is there. Mm-hmm. That as I feel this very, um, it's not like it's, it's an awareness of time at all times. Like I feel very, tuned into time. And I think that's sometimes a pressure I put on myself of get my people, get healed, take care of this. And I, so then I can live the next 40 some years in health rather than being in this journey the entire time. And I think I realized mm-hmm. we're going to be on this journey yeah, till the end, right? So We've never arrived. Yeah. And it's never mm-hmm. going to stop. And I think the modalities and all these things are going to keep shifting. And I think we're in a great time because we are evolving so much faster as far as modalities and ideas mm-hmm. and people are willing to be more open to some yes. things. I mean, I, for example, getting to the energy healing, I hadn't gone, uh, I had a friend that started getting into it and we did it remotely, which I thought, how is this going to work? I don't understand. And she's a dear friend of mine and holy crap. I, I mean, I could, I could sense her and I was like, this is bizarre. I just told myself to be open. Uh, and I was like, what just happened? And I, I am a big skeptic. I've, I would like, I would, I would never be able to be hypnotized. I can never get deep into a meditation, even like getting a massage. I can never let myself deep, you know, deeply relax because I, mind was always going and kind of like wondering, okay, what's she going to do next? Is this working? Do I feel this? Is this helpful? And I ruin the massage because I'm thinking too much. And I think that's <laughs> kind of my issue is I'm sitting here thinking about things like, is what's that? What's this? And I let it all go because it was a friend. There was no pretense, anything. And so I was like, oh my gosh. And so then you and I booked a few sessions together mm-hmm. and instantaneously I'm, I'm laying there. We tap into something and this vision that you give me or thing, something to think about, this visual that you asked me to, to do. And I'm all of a sudden bawling on the table. And it's so crazy. So the energy piece as well is something mm-hmm. I'm super intrigued with. Um, mm. And I, I don't know how this is, you know, your own healing journey, because like you said, first you start with the physical and the food and things like that, moving to the spiritual side, uh, what, like, is this more for you now that at this point, the spiritual more than the food, or do you feel like it's the foods, it's an equal share of the healing process? Like, what do you, sure. what would you contribute more to now? Well, we're 50% energy body or soul and 50% physical body. So there are some people, it depends on where you're at in your journey. Like in the beginning, it was really just physical for me. And then about midway, it's 50-50. And then I anticipate that I'll be mostly like an 80% energetic principles for healing and 20% physical. There are, I mean, there are people who live off of like water and the sun or their breath or like juice (laughs) cleanses. Yeah. And it's, it's the, the amount of frequency and light your body's holding is, is really governs like what you need. And I just know where I'm at. It's, I'd say I'm about 60, 40 right now. Um, when the 60% energy, when everything energetically is really flowing nicely and aligned in my life, then the food doesn't matter so much, but 
I am so highly sensitive. I mean, I don't even, we could order something at a restaurant and I'll take a bite and I'll know what's in it. Like if there's something that my body would react to from a bite. So um, very highly sensitive, but my body clears things quickly, just being like healthy and strong now. So, you know, I can, I can take a couple hits, but to be honest, I don't like to because when you feel so good, it's very addicting. It's like being Absolutely. high all day. It's like, why, why do I want to mess with it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's the best thing when you go into a healthier lifestyle and then you, let's say you, you know, do, like you said, a couple things that don't sit well with you, whatever. It's such a great reminder of why you do what you do because you're like, oh, okay. Yep. I used to, and just remember, like, I used to feel like this way all the time. This is insane. And like, why would I ever yes. go back to that, that punishment, mm-hmm. you know? I was going to say, just for listeners, when I say energy healing and we talk about this, what does that look like in your practice? Like, what would you um, say that's, you know, in a a session with your clients, Mm -hmm. uh, what would an energy healing session look like? How would you define it? So we have individual sessions. We do energy healing in groups at my yoga classes, on our retreats, or on Sunday nights on our Instagram live um, at 7 Central. But if you're coming in for like a one-on-one session – it's really attuned to just you. And so you'll, you'll come in, we'll talk, you know, see like what's going on. I think we, we touch the conscious brain and then we get into the subconscious. And so I just want to hear about you and your life. Um, there's some people who want to talk most of the session and do a little healing. And there's some people who just don't want to talk at all. And that's great too. So you come in, you lay on this lovely infrared mat (laughs) that I'm looking at over here and we really we tap in together. So we'll in the beginning I'll do an energy center like chakra scan just with my hands. I'll see where you're open, where you're closed. That will give me some information on how to guide you. I use a, a needleless acupuncture tool. And if if I feel like you're really, really blocked, like say if your feminine energy is just really congested, I'll hit some points on your left side to try to open you up, maybe on your right ear. And then usually some essential oils are involved. And then we just get into the session and it's, it's different for every person, but I'm sitting usually behind the client, touching some neurovascular points on their head also helps me tap in. And I'm just seeing, I'm just getting messages. This is lead them here, ask them to tap into this. And I really don't usually know why or what we're getting to until it comes up for healing for the person. So we might be on a path in nature and and after we've relaxed the body and then I might see a, a, a figure presenting themselves and I'd say, okay, invite, invite this person in. It could be a grandma. It could be a guide. It could be just a loving presence. It could be Jesus. And they'll come in and, and really it's the client receiving the wisdom, the messages. I'd say that my energy healing is more active versus passive. There are sessions that are beautiful and wonderful and the practitioner does the work and then tells you what they saw. And it's really like we're working together because if I can help the client experience themselves and get their own messages and do their own clearing. They don't need me. And that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. I think that's something that I've got to get to that point. I think there's so much that you, you mentioned this way before is like the ego versus, you know, being mm-hmm. um, more of a spiritual being just get letting go of the ego is so hard. And I, that's where I'm struggling. I think with that yeah. getting into a session or getting into, even though we've done great work, I feel like that's something that I have to really let go of yeah. what I think should be happening. Expectations again. Yeah. Your sessions were so beautiful. And one thing on the ego is there's a song, I think it's grandmother sphere is what it's called. And it's, he says, I didn't transcend my ego. I became partners with it. And so the ego is never going to go away because the ego is here to protect us. So my ego will tell me, 
blah, 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 blah. And I'll say, okay, thank you for trying to keep me safe. Like in the beginning with the food, my ego was like, you're going to need to keep your fats and proteins high because that's what they said. And you're going to get really sick and your blood sugars, you're going to gain, you know, 200 pounds and all these things. And I was like, looking back could say, thank you, ego. I hear what you're saying. I'm going to try this something new now. Or a thank you, ego. I know that, you know, usually she's protecting us from going to the deep, dark places or, you know, making sure we get our money's worth <laughs> um, and just say, I hear you and I see you. And then she, usually she'll back off a little bit. Yeah. That's so cool. I just think yeah. that's, and to go from, I just think that you were typical Western medicine individual and you've gotten to this point, like at least it's taken eight years, but that listening to yourself. And that's kind of why this whole wake well and empowered kind of mantra and philosophy that I'm trying to live by is when I'm the most awake and just tuned into myself is when I find the, the answers do come easier and the direction and the hints and the little tap on the shoulder, I pay attention to that. And where I started was like yoga, being on the yoga mat. And yes. when I did that, I was like, oh, this is what it's like to hear my own voice in a healthy way mm -hmm. or just to like relax and not have a thousand things happening one time. It just was like, and I heard my body and I, I felt this feels good. Oh, that doesn't feel good. And I can push myself here. And that yoga mat's kind of where I started to hear myself mm -hmm. and just my true self and letting go of the other things. Did you find, because obviously you're involved in yoga as well, your yoga instructor, is that something that was big for you as well? Or did, where, where did yoga come into, into play for you in this whole in journey? Yeah, it's, it's so funny. And it went really quickly. So I did yoga as I was healing um, hot yoga because it would melt my it would help my eczema soften, and it was so painful. Um, but through that process, I, I, you know, got got well, kept up with yoga, loved it, and then I just had this knowing. I was like, I need to become a yoga teacher. And in the middle of our teacher training, the owner of the studio approached us about buying Breathe Yoga, which were my fiance and I are now owners of. And you just never know where that one little step is going to guide you. But I see yoga as like the the first step. Like you're, you don't want to change your diet or you, maybe you don't think you need to, or maybe it's perfect for you. All of those things are great. Yoga is kind of that, that initial, you know, onboarding to your, your spiritual and energetic journey. And it so much can happen on that mat. And it only takes a moment of dropping in and tapping in to have a huge shift. Basically in your, in your healing philosophy with your clients, what are some basic tools that you like, as I ask of your health clients or that you think that we all should have? within our toolbox? What are some, some tops? Yeah. Well, I just based on what you were saying, I, I, was, I wouldn't expect me to say this, but this is what's coming up in my spirit to say is just noticing the ego, or you could call it your inner critic or the little voice of like, you know, yours is you got to lift weights or you're going to lose muscle. It's not that lifting weights is bad, but when your spirit is like, get on the mat, move, tap in, it's just noticing like, ego and spirit. What is ego and spirit? And you're, there's plenty of things I still do in my day. I'm like, this is 100% my ego doing this and I'm okay with it. But just that observation becoming the observer helps me notice like what, what's going to push me forward on my journey and what, who's in control at the moment. So becoming the observer would be number one, even observing is what I'm doing working for me. And what are the, what is the paradigm? What is the programming in my head? telling me that it is or it isn't that's keeping me going in a direction that in my soul I know isn't the right direction for me and then from there like easy tangible things getting on your yoga mat 
starting celery juice or lemon water in the morning, something to hydrate you and give you minerals. And then believing that your body can heal. That that will be the catalyst for everything. Believing that your body can heal. And it's going to require an openness and a belief and a hope and faith. Surrender, like you said. Yeah, Surrender. That's huge. So you mentioned this to your dad real quick. I want to tap into this for just a quick second. Um, you mentioned your, you know, the support system and what you've got going on. Your dad was a skeptic. I know your dad's going yeah. through some stuff right now. Tell us about your dad a little bit and how, like, what's going on with him <laughs> so people can see something outside of yourself, like a healing situation yeah. that you've got. Literally, he's the most, like, unlikely suspect beyond a healer and journey. Several months ago, like in the fall, it's now June. I woke up, went to the bathroom, saw that the clock was two, two, two. And I heard be hopeful for your dad's healing journney. And I literally rolled my eyes mm-hmm. and went back to bed. I was like, cause your dad, Please. cause at the time your dad, what did your dad diagnose? Then, what is your dad's current situation or was his current situation? Oh man, he, <laughs> everything. So I am, my dad and I are very similar. So he had several autoimmune conditions, type one diabetic, ulcerative colitis, diagnosed bipolar depression. Um, he in the winter, like around January, went to the hospital for a fall that he had. You could call it Parkinson's. Um, they've given him a dementia diagnosis just like a couple weeks ago because they haven't really known what to call it. So he, you know, was memory losing balance. He was walking with a cane, tremoring, just really intense symptoms. Unable to get out of bed, his energy was about he said thirty five percent out of the hundred percent, which he was normally his normal to operate at and. He just went through the ringer and my mom, she's very in tune too. And she was like, I'm just praying for something to, to, to like move things, shake things up. And literally the next day he went to the hospital. So after that, he just came to the point, he saw that the doctors had no answers. They diagnosed him with pneumonia and my dad's a vet. And he's like, can I see that x-ray? He's like, I don't have pneumonia. He's like, what? And, the, and they're like, well, you have the symptoms and we need to treat you with this antibiotic. And knowing he's highly viral, I'm in, leading a retreat in Mexico talking to my mom. And I'm like, do not let him get that antibiotic. Like, I could get into what I really think was going on, heavy metal toxicity, viral load, yada, yada, some, some things that were mandated that he got in his body that do, 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 do. I saw, not for everyone, for his individual case, that was a trigger. So, and, um, then he just came to my office. He goes, all right, what do I got to do? And so we changed the diet and I mean, he fights us on it and he's like, why am I doing this? And, but he sees it. His ulcerative colitis is gone. He no longer walks with a cane. His energy is about 85%. Um, they can't give him a Parkinson's diagnosis. Again, broken system. I was the first one to see him as a medical provider out of the hospital. It took him three months to get in a neurologist. And then by that time we had done so much work. His blood sugars are regulated. He's by the end of this will be off nine medications. Wow! In six months. Holy crap! And that's insane. and so, yeah. He started energy healing. Um, wow! <laughs> things you'll never think you'll do with your family. Yeah, yeah. You're like, whoa! Hold on a second. He's on. He's on his journey, and I'm learning. He's a great teacher for me because I'm learning to meet people where they're at, and love them unconditionally where they're at versus where I think they should be. Yeah. Um, but he, he's just, every day I'm reminded, my angels remind me, just think about how far he's come. Cause yeah. when it's your family, you want them to be perfect and you want yeah. the best for them. Yeah, you do. So I want to just wrap things up. I know you've got a lot going on, but tell me, 
uh, quickly where people can find you, kind mm-hmm. of what you're what you're doing now that people can be like whether they want to be a client or where they can show up to your group healings or things yeah. of that nature. Tell us where they can find you. Easiest two ways: Inspire Health by Jen on Instagram or Inspire Health by Jen. Jen is one n dot com. And um, I teach yoga in Kansas City. If you're in the area, we do energy healing live on Instagram on Sundays as of right now at the time of this recording. And we do live teachings, readings, healings. And so you can come join us for any of that or check out my website, Functional Medicine, Energy Medicine Services, Yoga. I'm, I'm available. Oh, I'm so just thrilled that you're part of my community. And I look forward yes. to my next energy healing session, sister. We'll see you awesome. soon. All right, hon. Thanks again. Thank you again for being here. I am so grateful for your time. And if you liked what you heard, please head to where you listen to podcasts, rate and review so we can be found by other people. Please share on Instagram, your social media channels, wherever else you go so we can reach as many people as possible so they can meet these amazing women and hear these conversations. If you'd like to connect further, you can find me over at my website at halliesawyer.com or on Instagram. I'm usually going to be at uh, Hallie underscore Sawyer or The Odd Life, which is this podcast specific Instagram account. All right. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you soon.